0: Welcome in back to BNBFC, it's your boy Brett, I'm back at it again with Brian, and today we're going to be talking about corruption, absolute um, bribery, Uh, what else is it called, not FFP violations, but financial doping, footballing doping. Should Chelsea be treated um, the same way we treat athletes that have PP? What is it? PPD violations? Steroid viola- No, or not- Is it, it, it PED? Yeah, yeah. okay, sorry. Should we be treating uh, Chelsea's legacy the same way we treat steroid uh, users in other sports, such as baseball? Everton was hit very hard for one violation of financial fair play rules. Um, Arteta charged quickly by the FA uh, union. Uh, so are we gonna see the Premier League crackdown on some of its biggest clubs as well we have the 115 charges by city and Chelsea's came out with a couple charges as well we'll can see I just,
1: it can I just say yeah this being an international break we were worried we weren't gonna have anything to talk
0: about oh I know beautiful so there's obviously big oh. news and then we're gonna end off the end off the day no stoppage time but we do have uh predictions uh for this upcoming weekend of football and uh yeah let's get into it everton is charged uh by the premier league and deducted 10 points and they're sitting in with four points in what is it games. 19th oh yeah 19th place
1: 12 games actually. yeah
0: 12 19th place uh they're looking as far as a footballing standpoint they look all right to not be relegated because they're only, they win one point and they're out of relegate or one game and they're out of relegation. But 10 points to Everton for one breach. That seems a bit harsh is what some viewers are looking at it. Brian, what do you think? Too harsh?
1: You know, in a vacuum, if we didn't know the context around, you know, what's been done for city with all their charges, the constantly Chelsea getting, you know, allegations of these charges and things like that. So I don't inherently have a problem with it, but we need to talk about consistent interpretation and really what does one charge mean for Everton in terms of their points, but also with city and their charges. Surely that there's, that's gotta be moving. There's more, you know, a hundred, <laughs> like one, 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 five.
0: Yeah. one one five. One one five. One,
1: one, five. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how how things work out. I think I don't know if if Everton were just ready. Okay, let's let's try and settle something here and wanted to work something out where City has been fighting. They're about. appealing. We, we don't know if Everton are. Everton are well, appealing. I, I, I pretty much everyone's going to. But if, if Everton wanted to go to the just to get it over with, essentially, and City's trying to do everything and to stall proceedings and things like that. But I have a few more things to say. I'm not sure if this is the right place about this. One thing that I find interesting is just how they deduct points. Because like what, like what? Because you're not going to hurt city in the long term. Like you deduct them, you could deduct them 50 points. They're probably still going to have enough to stay in the league for next year. It means they're not going to win the league this year. It means they're not playing in Europe next year. But other than that, it's nothing. You know what I mean? Like I find the points deduction system kind of flawed like i'd like to see transfer bans maybe being more of the included in that sort of thing
0: relegation
1: that's a big one
0: relegation 100 100 if we're looking at it in a vacuum of not knowing what teams not we're not looking at it from the Premier league standpoint of who generates the most money for our business they should be relegated if
1: you extrapolate though the severity of Everton's penalty times by you know 115. (laughs) we we talked about this like let's be like even a conservative estimate they've got to be guilty of like 10. yeah if not more 100
0: point deduction (laughs) coming in see you relegated twice
1: But what what do you think about, because a lot of the mechanisms are points deductions, which for a big team is going to set you back one year. As long as your players don't just decide, I don't, we're not playing in Europe. I'm out of here. They believe in the project. It's not really, it's not really going to do much in the long term.
0: Well, you can't just give like a 10 point deduction because it's not going to do anything. But like, if you're relegating, like you have to think about what's fair. And out of the context, what
1: if you ban them? Just no, no football for a year, and think about how. No, no, but I don't. Players are gonna jump.
0: Well, yeah, but I don't think that's right either. That you just get, you get a year and then you're back in the league. Like I think you have to like, like I, you know, what a way to generate some money in the in the championship. Yeah. No, but, you know, go watch City play.
1: I, it's not the funniest thing, and it. Go to the city, watch City go forty six wins, zero losses, zero draws, even if most of their team would stay together in the championship.
0: Yeah, I don't care.
1: It couldn't it just be a bloodbath? That would be hilarious. I
0: understand that, but there's there's been teams that have gotten hit with financial fair play that are still fighting in the championship. Queens Queen's Park Rangers are barely holding on. They're in the relegation zone again. And they were a prominent team in the Premier League for a long time and they got hit with FFP. And they're still trying to crawl the back. I don't understand why City has been the club that they have cheated their way into some type of legacy. And we're getting off track here. We'll, we'll go back to Everton. But they, they, they cheated their way into a legacy where now they've won so much by cheating. If it comes out that that's all true. That you're almost like, well, they've won so much. How can we put them in the championship? you know, when a team's won that much and all that kind of stuff, how is that, that's going to hurt the league and stuff. So wait, you can just cheat so much that eventually if you cheat correctly and win, you're just immune. You just get to stay stick around. It's bullshit. But let's go back and we'll get on to City because I'm already getting fired up. But Everton, you know, Everton was guilty of, well, found guilty by the Premier League and they'll appeal it about, um, basically they didn't report the correct amount of losses that, um, that you're the minimum amount that you're allowed to, how to allowed to have that the premier league lets you or FFP lets you. So, um, they, uh, they were found guilty of that. But what the interesting thing about this is they were, they were found guilty of doing this for two years. So now we're looking at Everton for the past two years where they just scraped by relegation. And you have teams like Leicester that got relegated because of it. And now these teams are looking or possibly looking to sue Everton for financial compensation. This is a dicey, complicated, uh, complicated issue. So what do you think? If if Everton lose their appeal and they're found, do you think that teams like Leicester have absolute rights? Do you, like what if you were a Leicester fan? And this happened to you and you're in the championship. Yeah,
1: they won the Premier League not that long ago. They can fun. They'll be fine. No. Jeez. But, it, you know, it is interesting because it opens up a whole new dynamic because a lot of this so far has been all the FFP is basically the, the footballing authorities versus the club that they are bringing the sanctions against. And we see less of it club versus club. And in some ways, and the authorities have been reluctant to kind of make changes that would affect more than one club when they, when they make those decisions. But when you're talking about the championship versus the premier league in terms of money, in terms of your ability to keep your best players, Madison jumped ship. Like, and who else? Tielemans. Yeah. Tielemans jumped ship. Um, Schmeichel jumped ship, I think. Like, and, 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 what Madison was attracting interest, obviously, and I think the other players were too, but it didn't help Leicester's ability to retain them. And then we're talking two years, though, and think of how big this is With, 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 with Manchester City.
0: Burnley got relegated that year. And I mean, they made it back in, but they got relegated that year.
1: No, but if we're talking ramifications on this level for two years, everything's being everything about this manchester city case is tenfold on a scale compared to Everton, okay. compared to potential ramifications and impacts the other clubs around them
0: okay so let's get it let's get into city and how this compares to city because city's got 115 charges and this goes back to 2012 i think they're they're thinking 20, um and i i mean i don't have the stats on this but I'm just trying to think of how many trophies City has won since 2012.
1: Well, they won the league in 12, 14,
0: 17, no, not 17, 12, 14.
1: Yeah, Brian likes doing this. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm challenging you, if <laughs> so you can see the.
0: I'm gonna look it up on Google yeah. right now.
1: No, I'll get it right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's 12, Aguero, yeah. 14. 15 Chelsea won 16 Leicester on 17 Chelsea won 18 City won 19 City won 20 Liverpool won 21 22 23 it was all Manchester City so we're talking six
0: six league titles one champions, league, Cups, one champions one champions league, league Carabao cup like we're talking a lot of trophies now the the interesting thing with the ramifications from Everton and people wanting possibly wanting to sue and I'm not even going to talk about the Arsenal situation because, you know, lots of Arsenal fans would just love to have that title. But it's like you look at it and you go, when you're winning these league, uh, like you're in FFP violation, how much in violation, like are these leagues that you're winning and the financial uh, reward that you get from winning them, is this masking how much you're actually breaching by how much you're bringing in? Like, you know, Everton hasn't won anything. So you can play in day, C when they've recorded a loss, but I'm just wondering, like they've won. I wonder how much money in 2012 to now they've won in trophies. And I wonder if that like plays a significant part in maybe the masking of some of these FFP violations or um, you don't see it, but, It's. I mean, for years, we've been looking at their squad, and it's like, how do you pay this wage bill? You get players every, all the time, great players. Mind you, their recruitment has been really good, but it doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Obviously, you think a team like Manchester City has a bit more complexity in their accounting books. For the team like Everton, we're talking revenue streams from several different governing associations of UEFA, the Premier League.
0: But where do you go, like, okay, for City, okay, like when we're talking about punishment and things like that, I think relegation is the only way to go. But what about, how do you feel about them? Because like in baseball, for example, I know Barry Bonds was stripped of like every accolade that he ever did. Like they took him out of all the record books or whatever, like as far as his like amount of home runs are up into question. Like I know fans and stuff remember, uh, but as far as like the record books and go uh, they were gone even in even in uh, football Juventus had titles stripped as well so where do you where do you stand on like titles being stripped it's not gonna go to another team like I think they just get rid of them like they just ignore any winners from that year it's not like is all of a sudden gonna have a Premier League title or whatever but I'm just saying how do you feel about those being struck from the record books
1: you're a City fan you have to be well I don't know because if I was a City fan you have like now that these charges are weighing over you like you have to like, I I assume any genuine and honest person is going to think that oh it's kind of like oh it, it doesn't feel quite the same to win something that way as opposed to winning it genuinely and we're talking about Manchester City this is not a club that has had different periods throughout its history of being a big club Everything that encompasses Manchester City as a big club is included in this period under review with these 115 charges.
0: I would be very nervous if I was, a, and this sucks for the fans because it's not the fans' fault. But you think about, about
1: 45 of them,
0: and we'll get into we'll get into Chelsea because I got a lot of words for the, that fan base. But City, you have to look at it like you have to be worried because any type of City fan that comes to an argument with who's the bigger club um, in England when you're looking at the Liverpools, the arsenals and the biggest club in England, United, you look at it like, and they, they're always going, Oh, well, look at how much we want and stuff. All of a sudden that's stripped. It's, it's just going to hit some of these fans in the face when you haven't built, built a lick of heritage and you get all your trophies struck. And all of a sudden you're a small team once like very, very quickly. So I don't know. I feel bad for the fans cause they didn't deserve it. Um, Especially the city fans, like because if you're a city fan, you're pretty loyal because you know there there's no fans. But
1: I feel bad for the supporters that have, that were sticking with them, pretty yes, pretty bandwagon.
0: I agree. So I, you, they have to be. Str- I, I'm not saying you have to give it to give the, you know, because I feel bad for teams like Liverpool. Like Liverpool lost to them by one point twice. And it's an unfair advantage, you know, like it really is. It's like people go, oh, how much does the money help and all this? And we'll get, that will be a nice transition in the Chelsea in a second. But like, you have to feel bad for those teams that come in with one point or whatever. And it's like, you look at the Arsenal, we talk about this all the time. Cause you go, well, would you have liked if there is a, you know, a points deduction and then Arsenal won on, on points difference, um, And I would be like, no, that's, but at the same time, you don't know. And we don't know how many points a year city get because they have the advantage by breaking these FFP rules. Like how many points you, it's hard to quantify how many points, you know, you get, but it's surely when you compare it with, to Liverpool, you go one point, you know, surely FFPs help them get at least a point. You know what I mean? I mean, five points is a little different, but. It's just one of those things that is it's a spicy conversation.
1: You know, the the one thing you have to give credit for when you think of all the, the, the big teams in England the one who FFP and this and whatever club name you never hear in the same sentence it's Liverpool. Never. Arsenal have been alleged, United have been alleged, well, Chelsea City have been alleged.
0: I just want to put this so you can get back in your thought. I just Arsenal has never been alleged. Arsenal has been, they have been notified by FFP that they're close or whatever. They've never been like um, accused or whatever. They've been on a, like they've been investigated by FFP and they've been found innocent. Right. And they have like FFP have flagged them to, for a possibility of being a risk. Like even last year, that Raya transfer could only go through because of a loan for a loan deal. It could not go through. They couldn't afford 25 million or whatever it was. So anyways, keep going.
1: That's basically what I was gonna say. Liverpool is just when you think of the cleanest record, whether it be coming close to it or not, it's just that Liverpool doesn't seem to be on the radar of the FFPP. And I, I, I don't agree. I don't. I think that I think that's right. I think they they spent really well. Their recruitment was excellent, bringing in really good players like like Jota and, and Salah for not a lot of money.
0: What are you smiling about you're a liverpool fan aren't you right <laughs> <laughs> um no but you know, you know when i do the podcast i need to be i
1: need to be honest
0: <laughs> i just think when you're looking at um say the owners even like not necessarily arsenal because they're not looked looked at like this but like say daniel levy he wins you know balancing the book of the year or it all the time and if you one way to look at it is you can go yeah he's cheap but also what if he's looking at it like i'm doing everything right and I'm getting punished for it. Arsenal hasn't won a trophy besides FA Cups since building the Emirates. Like, we went through horrific um, turmoil and having to sell players to competitors just to avoid those FFP issues because of building a new stadium. So I just think it's, it's massively unfair when you have a team that can get a massive influx of cash flow, and they never, never, ever have to worry about it.
1: In the last two minutes, I've, I've defended Liverpool and you've defended Tottenham.
0: Yeah, frick. Well, it's just, it's just you know, it bothers me. Like, they, they, uh, Kane, the money that they got for Kane was used in the summer signings that they have now and to put more on the, their new stadium. Their stadium doesn't even have a sponsor yet. You know, and that brings in massive revenue. So I, I'm i very much a, you need to strike it from the, re- not give, like, don't give Liverpool a title. That type of thing, but let's get into where this becomes a serious, I think this is even more serious. Like I know there's FFP issues, but this is scumbag shit. Chelsea bullshit FC. They're, you know what they're guilty of? They're they've been accused that uh, Abramovich created his own company that became a sponsor for the team. So he was like putting money, basically his own money into the club without it being like he's putting in his own money. It's from another business, so it counts under a different umbrella. Not only that, they've been found that there is a lot of, and they have a couple players, and I'll get into it, but there's a couple players where agents were given significant compensation packages under the table and bribery to have their player push their their player to sign for their team. Apparently, it was a conditional part of the Eden Hazard deal for Chelsea. And we're looking at some of the days when Chelsea had an unbelievable team when they first won the Champions League. And you're looking at a team that was assembled and now there's a lot of documentation saying there is illegal funding going to agents to push, like an agent that was going to have a player sign for another team, all of a sudden getting um, very lucrative deals just for them to push their player to sign for another team, which is, like, to me, that's... it's football doping. It's the same thing as having uh, taken steroids. If you're, if you're a UFC fighter and you're taking steroids, obviously technique and stuff, there's lots of things that go into there, but you get an unfair advantage. Um, being able to build muscle that quickly, it's the exact same way in football with football doping, where you are able to get big players in at, at, um, illegitimate uh ways in illegitimate ways um so like you don't know if they would have been ever had Chelsea would have ever had you know the super team that they had back in the day and you know they won two cups over it you know in a couple of leagues and apparently they paid a significant amount to to Conte under the table like he got more money than than you actually realized he got so It's all freaking ridiculous, but what pisses me off... Okay, I'll let you get into it. I'm going to talk about Chelsea fans because they've been pissing me off. I've watched like four videos on Chelsea fans about this. Anyways, you can talk about the issues with Chelsea. What do you think of their breaches comparatively to...
1: You know, in in, in some ways, you know, obviously some of this information about Abramovich has come out relatively recently. And, you know, I stand correct. And I think we both kind of talked about... We talked about the big money owners... In the Premier League, we probably had the most sympathy for Abramovich just because of his passion. Yeah. Passion for the club. And, the, and that never wavered. And then obviously I had to sell in the wake of the, in the conflict in the Ukraine. And it's kind of goes back in some ways what i've joked about i think i probably said it a couple times in the podcast is that abramovich was just paying 20 million for a season ticket and that was going to chelsea's revenue what you just described is very like sharp. i mean in a very straightforward way what i just said is the same thing as in a more complex way is what you just said and chelsea's a team that has kind of a few periods of really great success but you know, like you talk about a lot of the, the making of Jose Mourinho as a as a really coming to that next level. Obviously, I had success with Porto before that, but Chelsea was the first club where he really became a global name for himself as a manager. And does that come under scrutiny? I think that's kind of the same thing with City. We never really talked about what that does to Guardiola's legacy.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I... I... Just some of the Chelsea fans, it just bothers me because I watched a couple of videos and you know, you have Chelsea and this is just a personal thing. So it's going to be a little bit of punditry and a little bit of biasness, but like you talk about Chelsea, how they're, you know, they think they're the the biggest club in London and uh, they're bigger than Arsenal now and things like that because of their recent success. Well, now this puts into question all of their success. And some of the attitudes with um, Chelsea fans as I've heard, Oh, we're never going to get punished because we bring in we're we're the Premier League's, you know, golden boys and, you know, like the big boys in England that generate the most money for the Premier League. So surely we're just going to get a hand slap. They're almost like, it's almost like their birthright that they're just going to get this overlooked and it's going to be nothing. Like there's, n- they don't take this seriously at all. I saw a bunch of them laughing about it, you know, and they also like, because they're looked at as Abramovich has done this. They're like, I bet you all the other, like their go-to answer is, oh, I bet you all the other owners do it too. You know, they just want to try to bring everybody into it. Like they're getting the spotlight for no reason. Nobody has been doing what Chelsea's been doing with money for a long time. Nobody. Nobody fires Matt. Like Chelsea at one time, I bet she was paying four managers, you know, at the same time. So it's just one of those things that, you know, the pompousness. And they'll talk about things where if you talk about stripping trophies, they go, well, we're still going to look at it like we won them. You know, like everybody everybody will remember the photos and stuff. It will still be like we won them. No, no, no. That's not how it freaking works. I get that you'll have those memories, but it will never be used in the history book. Like it will be striked off, whatever. Anytime you ever bring it up in a conversational debate about whatever teams they don't count anymore. But some of the fan base has just been looking at this like they're laughing, like that's what owners are supposed to do. Breach rules in order to get the best advantage. Or they couldn't hurt us. We bring in them. Like it's just, it's so ridiculous for them to think they're so above. And it's the exact embodiment of the problems we've had with clubs like Chelsea where basically they think, they have a silver spoon in their mouth and they think if if we throw money at it, if we throw money at it, it will all go away. We can just throw money at anything. When um, Abramovich left and they were leaving, every solution to Chelsea's uh, uh, footballing problems, their fans are like, we need to spend more money. You know, it's almost like some of their attitudes is they're almost, they just couldn't believe they they, they're not allowed to do whatever they want all the time just a really
1: rich kid mentality
0: oh it's so ridiculous It pisses me off you know and like it and it just it, it just shows you that you have these types of clubs that never created or earned anything for themselves growing up so they don't have a hint of that pride or that doing what's right in the premier league or doing things the right way they only look at it like a who cares about doing it the right way we won trophies you know, it's just sad. You know, they don't, none of these teams, like, there's only about, like, out of the big boys, you know, that are, like, really, really the top. Of the, there's only three of them that really earned anything for themselves and done did things the right way. And, you know, people don't give Man United enough credit. They became giants and did it by the book for years. Look at how bad they've been. Oh, and
1: oh, they're a worse team under FFT scrutiny than they were before.
0: Yeah. So... So it's just it's just one of those things that like how dare these freaking Chelsea fans like they're just immune to problems. It's like if your dad is a police officer and you get pulled over, and you can't like you can't fathom that you could get you can't get out of this ticket. It's just one of those things that it's just infuriating. But anyways, that's what I have to say about Chelsea fans. You have anything else or you want to get into?
1: Probably get into the predictions. Eh. Oh yeah, previews.
0: Well, we got the big game, you know, Manchester var City versus Liverpool.
1: I have, I still have to think City are favorites. I think City are at home. I'm sure that's how I wrote it. But God, I'm going to be wearing red.
0: God, I would love Liverpool to win. Holy, I just they need to be taken down City a notch because they've been t- talking all types of shit. So. I don't know who's gonna win. I, I, in my heart, I think Liverpool is. I don't know why. I think they got a chip on their shoulder, but and Holland's injured. I don't think he'll make it. So, I think Liverpool will win. Brentford, Arsenal.
1: This will be a good one. Brentford, Brentford's always a tricky game. I think, especially away from home. I think Brentford are a good side. It should be an entertaining game. Probably gonna see some goals. I'll go with like a two-two draw.
0: Ah. Uh. I think it's gonna be three one Arsenal. Um and the only reason I think that is I think Arsenal had a good international break with some of their players and I think that they're chomping to you know, set the season into gear. So uh Everton United.
1: Everton are only four points all season. No, I'm just kidding. No, Everton have looked decent, especially the last uh five games i think they've got three wins for the last five and i don't know what it is but i just have a feeling that sean dyche is gonna annihilate eric ten Hag tactically like i oh. just i just don't think ten Hag's tactics can cope with, I, with with sean dyche so i'm gonna say two nil everton
0: i think one nil everton and uh i think sean Dice tactics are gonna come into play but i I really think it's just going to be Everton's going to be mad. Like I think they're going to play with a lot of motivation in this game. So that's where I give them the edge. Well, um, always you can let us know what you think about the predictions and the state of FFP. Um, Anyways, we'll see you in the next one.